How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Brewers, who are hot, they have now won three straight. It seems like, at least for the time being, they got their offense back on track, and they did it down in Chicago, which is, uh, I guess, kind of the kind of the double the double positive there. But nevertheless, uh, to talk more about it, Adam McAlvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Adam, how you doing? Hey, good. I love daytime playoff sports. It reminds me of watching highlights of those 82 World Series games, you know, daytime yep. action. I like yep. it. No, I, I, I agree. Mean, it's I don't... easy for me to say I'm home all day so I can sit here and watch it. So. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. I, I don't mind the postseason uh, during a day you know, I mean, I remember as a kid, even like uh, when baseball was on, if you had the playoffs, uh, one of our teachers always would have it on on a television in the back of the room, you know, okay. if it involved, you know, we now I grew up during the big red machine. So we always had baseball on. But, you know, I, I remember that. I remember watching daytime sports as a kid for the postseason. So I'm fired up. And then you've got the yeah, it looks who, cool, too. And, and for yeah. baseball, it looks cool during the day. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Okay. But uh, the, the Brewers, boy, I tell you what, coming out of that game on Thursday night and listening to Craig Council on Friday prior to the game, I I, I remember Tim Allen talking about the postgame show, saying that was about as down or as at least monotone as we've heard Craig Council in a long time. And then Christian Yelich chews the gum, hits the three-run <laughs> homer, they get the win. Uh, and all of a sudden, things it just seemed like thing the light switch went on. And I hate to say that because I'm a big anti-switch turned on, but it seemed like the energy level picked up, and all of a sudden we were seeing happy baseball over the weekend. Now, when you're hitting and you're winning, it's happy baseball, of course, yeah. but it seemed like it just created a different level of energy. Look, uh, there is nothing worse than a baseball team that's not hitting. They look lazy. They look like they're not trying. When they laugh in the dugout, I get angry tweets as if they're supposed to just be mad the whole time because they're not winning, um, as if that's a, a way to have success in any sport. It, it's just the worst. And the Brewers have been a baseball team that's not hitting. And it's been especially disappointing because they made, you know, they talked a lot about sort of the, the logic behind the way they built this roster, about depth and about winning these matchups, and, and that they felt that the New players they brought in, even though they don't have like the all-star power of of Mustakas and Grandal, they thought they were going to get you know production, and and they may get that before this is all said and done. But in the first third of the season, they didn't. So they're a team that's not hitting, which up is upsetting at the start. And then it was so many of the new players who were not performing at the start, which just frustrates everybody. So there was a lot of negativity. But I, I think about Friday afternoon 
where we had our daily session with council and he said, look, the way this season is, the whole thing is such a small sample. We could be looking at a totally different story in five days. And look, here we sit five days later and it does look like a different story because they hit against the Cubs over the weekend and they got a couple of really tense, entertaining and big wins come from behind wins. I mean, that's yeah. the big thing is that when this team had the opportunity to go, you know what, it's just, it's not working, you know? I mean, yeah. for whatever reason, they didn't do it. And you can't say that it was the energy of the fans or the negativity that they would normally receive down at, down at Wrigley. I said going into this series, I said one of two things, because people thought, oh, God, they're playing the Cubs, the Cubs are hot. I said, wait a minute. If you're going to get hot anywhere and start to pick your offense up, you have a shot at picking it up at Wrigley Field, especially in the summertime and in the, in the heat of the moment, uh, especially when you have humidity down there. Things begin to happen at Wrigley Field that don't normally happen at a lot of other places, and damned if they didn't. Yeah, and look, I have no metric to prove this. I This is just my feeling after watching these games. I always think that come-from-behind wins are really important early because it shows a team that they can do it. And I think if you think back to the good Brewers teams, if you look at their day-by-days, you'll find a couple really uh, uh, inspiring come-from-behind wins early. You know, I'm thinking the Yelich Braun one-two punch to beat the Cardinals, was that 18? Where uh, the back-to-back homers to walk it off. Games like that, I think, mean something early. It, It just instills a sense in the team like we can do this as a club because the key to wins like that and Craig Council said this on Sunday, is it's not going to, well, look, the Yelich game, the gum game, that was one swing. But more likely it's going to be a game like Sunday where it's Urias at the bottom, Orlando RC at the bottom of the order, Ryan Braun gets a big hit that he really was looking for, Keston Hira, who slumped so badly, got a big homer, Phelps another huge outing. Um, it, it was all over the roster where you got contributions. That's usually how you come from behind to win baseball games. And when your, your, your roster sees that, okay, we can win a game like that, and you trust the guy coming behind you, that's when a team can be really dangerous. So for me, there's, there's value on those come-from-behind wins early, and I think that these three games in Chicago are big. And, and let's see if they can build on Um, Wanted to also ask you, defensively speaking, I thought the defense at Wrigley was better than what we've seen leading up to the 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 series at Wrigley would you agree yeah I mean look I, it's it's probably they had set a low bar for themselves I, this is not going to be a, a team <laughs> okay I don't think this is going to be a team that, where we sit back and say the defense is going to be the strong point I mean they're playing Garcia out of position by necessity let's see if David Stearns addresses that I mean I I don't know how you make a trade right now because Everybody's in it. The teams that aren't supposed to be in it, the, say the Orioles and Marlins, are in it. Uh, the trade deadline is 13 days away. Uh, you're restricted to trading players in your player pool. It, there's so many. It's so difficult to make trades, but center field is one area where the Brewers could use a player. Um, so I don't know. That's just one example for me, and I think where they have these platoons all over and guys moving around. I'm not certain that they're going to, like, dazzle defensively. I think more it's going to be good pitching, and they love their pitching. And I think if you hear the Cubs talk about the Brewers pitching, and, and even the Twins in the series before that, what, what you heard from Rocco Baldelli and some of the Twins players, that's got to be very encouraging if you're a Brewers fan because these young pitchers are opening some eyes. And, look, it's it's roller coaster, and Corbin Burns tonight, he's, he's like the, you know, he's in the front row of the roller coaster so far in his career. 
Um, but the stuff opens eyes, and I think that had to be really encouraging. So it's going to be pitching and then winning these offensive matchups and having depth that I think is what they're going to try to win on, and then just play good enough defense to get by. What do you think happens eventually with Eric Lauer? Eventually, I think he's a starter for this team. I mean, I think they traded him to be a starter, and, you know, we're in this small sample season where everything is is so magnified. Um, and, and look, he had a bad – he didn't pitch well. He also got zero help in two starts from – his left fielder in both games and his center fielder in addition to the left fielder in the second game. So I'm not, you know, the people who say Lauer's garbage and what a waste of trade, I, it's fine, but I, I don't think that that's a very smart take this early on. So I think he eventually starts for them. I think he just probably needs some innings, and that's what they can do up in Appleton is control these games. They're playing five, six-inning games every day. So they can control – Totally control the situation. If he needs a fourth out in an inning because it went too quick, fine. If an inning gets away and it needs to be cut off at 25 pitches, fine. You can do everything you want to control his pitch count. And I think eventually he finds his way back into the rotation. Talking with Adam McCalvey at Brewers.com and MLB.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So I also wanted to ask you, um, when Craig Council was talking about, um, you know, a drastically different scenario in five days, but he also said that this team was built for 162 games. Yeah. It, it, I, I get what he's saying, but is is it almost like it, it sounded to me like, well, you know, maybe this just isn't going to be the way it, you know, should plan should pan out because we're not built for this. Did you take take that away, or, or did you well, think you? Go ahead. I don't think there was like despondency in his voice. I mean, look, they ha- they have the team they have, and everybody is playing under circumstances that nobody could have envisioned. I mean, it's just a simple fact that they constructed this offense to try to win over 162. And our teams that have stars, you know, dotted throughout the lineup, better positioned in a in a 60 game season. You know, I don't know. I'd watch the Los Angeles Angels pretty closely. They they have a team that have pretty uh, pretty many superstars in that lineup. So it's it, nobody knows how, how this plays out and which team is going to benefit most. I, you know, I think from the Brewers' point of view, offensively, this is a different kind of year than they expected. But from a pitching point of view, it's a different kind of year in maybe a good way in that they have that expanded roster and they're a team that's shown such an ability to maximize those extra spots and come up with a guy that maybe you didn't see coming that becomes a really big part of, of what you're doing out of the pen. And I would say this year that guy so far is Eric Yardley. I mean, who had Eric Yardley pitching tons of innings and throwing the ball really well? Um, so I think that the Brewers have, have, in that sense, are in a position to kind of maximize this weird season. Um, but, look, it's all theoretical. It's all on paper. and Nobody knows exactly how it plays out. Always good stuff, my friend. Appreciate it. Enjoy daytime sports and nighttime baseball, and uh, can't wait. Yeah, I'm sad to not be at, up in Mini. That's that's one of the best parks. That is I just it really? Love visiting. Well, I love visiting there, and you know, Sid Hartman, uh, Bill, who you know is a legend of the journalism business. He's approximately yep. 147 years old, and I'm not exaggerating <laughs> by that much. And he comes in and he just says whatever he wants, and to observe the interaction with Sid and the the Minneapolis press corps is just awesome and remarkable and just adds to the experience. Plus you get some walleye on a stick and it's, it's all a good time. So yeah, I, that I, I heard is really there. good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have not but, been to that. That's one ballpark I've not been to yet. Oh, you got to put it. Everyone's got to put it on the list. Uh, one more, if I can go blow out yeah, the segment here. I went and saw a live baseball game the other day down in Franklin when Tim Dillard made his triumphant return. And I got to say, if if people have not gone to check that out, it's they sell tickets kind of clumps. So you go with your family and you're in your little pod separated from it's all very socially distanced. I mean, I can't tell you how good it felt to like hear the reaction from a crowd that wasn't canned crowd noise, that was real human beings. Um, and seeing a baseball game in a relatively normal setting, it was really, really fun. And they play, you know, all these home games, the tickets are affordable. I, I just am throwing that out there because it, it, it was so entertaining to go to a ball game. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt pretty safe. And I would just recommend everybody check that out. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, down there, the uh, the Milkmen. Uh, the, the mil- yeah. And you know what? Uh, the Northwoods League, I've loved for years and years and years whenever I've had a chance to get out and see that as well. So that's we got some good baseball in our own backyard. It was good baseball. They played good D. I mean, you saw a big leaguer in Dillard. They have Henderson Alvarez, a big leaguer. Um, there was some good baseball. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, see ya. Talk to you. There you go. That is Adam McAlvey joining us for uh, – for a couple of well, for a segment, but uh, went long, but that's okay. He on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. Eighty plus years, they've been doing it. Call them eight hundred forty four Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That is eight hundred forty four Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That is SchneiderJobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.